Good morning and welcome to Make Being the Change Now. Good morning, Sherry. Good morning, Ashwini. So our assignment for the week. This week we continue the practice of being awareness while speaking and pay particular attention to what we're saying and how we're saying it. The assignment is not to attempt to practice compassionate speech, but to become aware of the content and intention of our words. Is what I'm saying coming from kindness? Am I arguing for my position? Am I gossiping? Am I being as clear as I can be? Is there judgment? Am I upset? Is my sincerity apparent? Do I mean what I say? Am I suppressing what I really want to say? Am I being manipulative? In this assignment, we're not attempting to keep ego out of the conversation. We're practicing expanded awareness so that we could listen to ourselves talk and get a sense of how we tend to express ourselves. Remember, we are allowing awareness to notice, not consulting conditioned mind for an answer. RL, what you're seeing about attention on awareness while speaking to another person. All right, here's our first caller. You are now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? Good morning. This is Kim calling from Vashon. Good morning, Kim. What are you seeing? Oh, my goodness. Well... I, I'm seeing that there's a lot of habitual response that comes up in my conversation, and in particular with my spouse over 27 years. Um, and so I, I, <laughs> I'm just noticing because that's the assignment this week, but I really, it's, um, I'm pretty much going through the entire list of what Ashwini just read. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yes. It, 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 seeing it all. Right. And Mm -hmm. it's good that the assignment is you're not trying to fix or change anything. Right. We're just letting awareness um, be aware of it. Right. It just comes up in awareness and and you get informed rather than having ego figure anything out or noodle anything. Yeah. I mean, ego wants to, you know, give me a little microaggression every time (laughs) something happens like, ouch, ooh, you know, and Mm -hmm. and. And then ego wants to censor everything also. Like, no, oh. can't say that, can't say that, can't say that. That's, That's right. You know. And mm-hmm. so I find myself kind of a little bit tongue-tied, as it were, just like, uh, <laughs> you know, because I don't want yeah. to come from, e- from ego when I speak with my spouse. Right. Well, you know, uh, Kim, one of the things that I've found most fascinating about um, relationship over time mm-hmm. is that, so you you two have been together for 27 years. Well, you may have been together for more than that, but been spouses mm-hmm. for 27 years. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of ego opportunity, mm-hmm. right? And so what if you just met him? Mm-hmm. Because you know what happens mm-hmm. to us, not to get too much in this because this is, you know, this is not the exact direction, but I think it's important part of what we're looking at is that that ego is allowed over time to assume you know. You know how he is. You know what he thinks. You know what he says. You know how he acts. You know what he wants. You know, well, do you? Probably not. Any more than he, he knows you. There's a, there's a deep assumption of knowing, but really what we tend to know is our own ego in a relationship. And so maybe that could be kind of a, a fun thing to add to this. You know, what if you just met this guy? 
you you really don't know him at all. He's a brand new person in your life. You you you'd want to find out about him. Uh, be in be in conversations that would give you a sense of who he is, and and within that get a um, more present moment sense of of Kim. Mm-hmm. Like you know what popped into my mind was like, what if I don't like him? <laughs> After all, well, they, you know, well, that, is that well, ego that's, is that projection? Oh, of course, that's <laughs> ego. Because because the heart likes mm. everyone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It can mm-hmm. see everyone because the heart is authentic nature and sees authentic nature. It's only mm-hmm. ego who would react mm-hmm. to things like that. Will yeah. ego like him? No, but ego doesn't like him now. Right. Oh, that is just really, that's that's a wonderful thing uh, to practice. Yeah. 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 Thank okay. you Let for that. Thank yes. you. Thank you. Go happy. <laughs> Go happy. Thanks, Kim. Oh, what a powerful insight to carry with us, right, Sherry, that especially in relationships that are longer, long, uh, over mm-hmm. a period of time, that ego doesn't like the person. So right, right, and doesn't like me in relation with the person. Yeah, right. right? So it's just yeah, it's just it's such a uh, I don't know what the but you know it's just ego ego's playground. Mm-hmm. You know to be critical and judgmental of the other person and then of me and then the other person and then me and it just. And of the awful. whole of the whole relationship, it's the reality. oh yeah, go, why do yeah. I have to but I but I I can't leave it. That's right. Right, I can't exactly. leave the relationship. I just have to stay in it and and let ego be judgmental. That's yeah. right. Oh, it's a trap. Yeah, that we know the way out of. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and very and and, and and ego won't take right. Oh no! Oh, ego's not interested Mm-mm. because just as Kim demonstrated. Ego's first reaction to, well, you could treat him as a brand new person that you just met. Well, what if I don't like him? Yeah, I mean, that, that is ego. And it's not just Kim, right? That, we all know that. We all know that knee-jerk reaction of negativity um, and isolation, separation from ego. It's just what it does. Yeah. All right, here's our next caller. You're now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? Hello, this is Carol in San Francisco. Hey, Carol. Hey, good morning. Uh, so what I'm seeing is, uh, let's see, all of those things on the list not happening, the five things, but at least noticing before the communication, I'm really identified. And that, uh, I guess, is help. that is helpful to know. Yeah, I'm in fear. I'm feeling defensive today. Hmm. Then the conversation starts with somebody. Um, apparently, they're also identified too, <laughs> because there's something going. There's some. Uh, well, with that person, the speech gets loud. It gets fast, and it's defensive. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. Uh, so watching, um, like. I wouldn't say actually being in communi- uh, compassionate communication, but at least watching what happens because this is a very charged uh, person 
interaction whenever I'm with them. Mm. But so what I noticed in the past is, okay, sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. Well, don't, go ahead. Don't forget what you're going to say. I'll remember. No, you go. Okay, you go. well, what I heard you say, right, Carol, is that the five things that you refer to are the, what the Buddha taught as compassionate speech, right? Is it kind? Is yes. it kindly? It's appropriate. And what you're noticing is perhaps it's none of those things. And of course, you know, who knows about that? But there's a certain, there's at least the awareness of ident- that there is an identification. Because all of those uh, attributes on a content level are just to indicate where you are coming from, right? Am I coming from an identified place or am I coming from a disidentified place? And what you're noticing is that you could watch the, the identification in you and you're absolutely right to know that is so helpful, right? Because if you know that, then you at least have the ability to make a choice <laughs> rather than not knowing that when you're completely controlled. And so going into this interaction with this person, mm-hmm. you can see the, that there is the identification and you can project that the identification exists in them also. And so uh, mm-hmm. then we practice just, you know, our best facilitation skills because at least if one of us is not identified, then at least suffering stops somewhere, right? Wow. Yeah, that was a, a good wrap up. Uh, thank you. Um, and what I saw when you were talking is because I'm being told, boy, it was a complete mess and, you know, whatever. But really what I saw was that actually no, knowing ahead of time, well, I'm kind of, I'm feeling pretty defensive today and, and afraid. Knowing that ahead of time actually gave me an option in how I was going to respond when that person went to their place. That's right. And yeah, and it wasn't to uh, defend or this time or to um, uh, raise my voice also and talk fast and whatever, but it was actually to actually kind of slow down and, um, and say, oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. And immediately there was no, there was no ego or there was no, there wasn't a beat up right away. That's but the, right. as somebody talked about last week, the beat up came afterwards. Yes. Like, oh my God, look how, or the obsession, the obsession about her. Yeah. Yeah. So well, it was like, wow, if she would be different then. Well, (laughs) the thing that you have going for you, Carol, like we all have is the noticing, right? Because now we can put all of our practices together. I'm paying attention. I notice the identification before the interaction. So I have the ability not to go to my defensive place or my upset place or my identified place in this interaction. And then... uh, and then it you know it goes the way it goes. Maybe you know we'll we'll have opportunities to uh, and you have opportunities to facilitate that interaction because the only thing that is is um, right important right Carol is your choice. You are choosing to end suffering. The other person may or may not be doing that, but this is your opportunity to to end the relationship with conditioning, not necessarily end the relationship with her or who, him or whoever it is, and so. Mm-hmm. To, to, to be able to just uh, continue to expand the awareness so you're at a place of choice and not just in the interaction because you can see it did, the beating didn't happen right after because it, was, it sort of went all, all right and then the conversation starts about, okay, well, if she's, she could be different and, then, and so then you have a choice at those places because you're aware there as well because the practice is the same thing. As long as you realize that the conversation is going on you're a choice. 
You can choose not to listen to it. You can choose not to obsess. You could choose to redirect your attention. You could choose not to come from identification. Mm-hmm. And therein yeah. oh, wow. lies your yeah. freedom. Oh. Yes, thank you. As you said, our, my choice, our choice is to end the relationship with conditioning. And it really seems like it's really about that other person, but it's really that. That's what it really is. And sometimes it takes the form of a physical person, right, that triggers the identification in you. And sometimes you get identified just listening to a voice in your head. So uh, it's the same thing. You could think of, I'm ending that relationship. Always I'm ending that relationship. Mm. Yes, thank you. Okay, well, there's a lot to, a lot to look at this week. Yes, there is. <laughs> Always, right? <laughs> All right. Thank you All very right. much, both of you. Thanks, okay. Carol. You know, what's so fun about that is, and, and going along with, with Kim, is thank goodness for relationships in our life. Yeah. Because without this, we would still be struggling and suffering. I mean, ego would say, no, you wouldn't. You know, if you, if you were by yourself or if you never had to be around that person or if you got out of that situation, you know, you'd be fine. You'd be happy. No, you wouldn't. We, we all know we wouldn't. Um, and so the fact that we, we keep having these people in our life means that we keep getting to practice in the way you just laid out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's such a blessing, such a gift. Yeah, truly bodhisattvas. Truly bodhisattvas, yep. And, of course, you know, as quickly as possible, we want to get to a place of kindness with our bodhisattvas, right? right? No hurry, no pressure, but just, to, just that, that simple recognition that, that is so clear in all of this. It's about me. It's for me. The relationship I'm ending is the suffering relationship I have with a negative ego voice in my head. That's the only relationship that I'm in that actually matters. And if I can end that, (laughs) I'm going to find out everybody else is actually just fine as they are. (laughs) Yeah. All right, here's our next caller. You're now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? Hey, this is Anne calling from the Bay Area. Can you hear me? Perfectly. What's going on? What are you seeing? Uh, Well, I just really, really, really um, appreciated the... um, encouragement to just watch, not try to change anything, um, not try to be compassionate speech, or, and just observe. And I just feel like it just opened a, a huge door or window or open. It, made, it created a huge opening, and I just got to watch, and, um, and it was lovely. And it is lovely. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep mm-hmm. that up. Not like it was one-time yeah. thing. No, no, it's a it's an ongoing process. When you were talking, what dropped in for me was um, you, you, you. There's something going on with your car, and so you call the mechanic, and the mechanic pops the hood and just starts taking stuff out, right? Uh, <laughs> and at, at some point, I hope a person would panic and say, "Stop! Please stop!" Because you want a mechanic who's going to say, "Okay." Fire it up if it'll start, if it won't, right? We want to be with what is in Mm. order to see what now, which is going to open us to the next what now. But if if we let ego start watching us in our communication, so that we uh, behave the way it says we should behave, 
got it. Yeah, yeah, and, and I so I really appreciated also what you just said uh, to one of the callers about we get to discover who we are because we don't know who we are either. We think we no. know all these things, yeah, which is just, of course, it's so obvious yeah. when you say it, but from when we're not paying attention, we think we know. Well, and in that little image, we're the car and ego's the mechanic. Mm. Right? <laughs> so, uh, and we can take this, we can take this even further, Anne. So uh, in that, if we stuck with that, what we've got is this just perfect machine, perfect machine. But we, we, we don't know anything about it. So we don't know how to be with it. We don't know how to support it. We don't know how to operate it. We don't know anything. And what we've got is the crazed ego mechanic who's just trying to, <laughs> trying to fix something that's not broken. Wow. When you said that, I thought, wow, and what a difference if there was somebody there who could see the magnificence of that car and yeah. really, really loved it and just wants it to yes. operate as efficiently and beautifully as it can. That's right. The Bodhisattva car. <laughs> Oh, isn't that a wonderful image? Like, here I am in this body, my bodhisattva car, and I get to just pay really close attention to it and take care of it. Yeah. Take care of it. Just love it and care for it and be with it and and protect it from that insanity that goes on in the head. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Well, I'm just so enjoying it every week of Me this too. amazing retreat. And I'm just so grateful for everybody who's participating and sharing their insights. I'm learning so much and feeling so connected. And it's just lovely. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Go happy. Go happy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thanks, Anne. Here's our next caller. You are now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? Next caller? Yeah, yeah, I was, uh, I was muted. Hey, this is Lori. Hi, Lori. Calling from, I'm calling from Asheville. <gasps> I, I tell you, I am so thrilled about the, these practices and about the um, truly the, the clear invitation to be uh, engaged in communication and just observing. What's happening, and what I, I, I'm I'm in a new relationship, this, you know, kind of this discovery of another person, and all the ways that it can, when we're talking about something, and what can happen that derails it, and and then what the what happened recently, I I, you know, I think we were both identified, right? It was clear that there was a lot of identification going on, and and then I, and and all this internal. Um, working up into a state about wanting to be heard. Why can't you just hear what's going on for me? And, and of course, then I come back to the practice. And once I, once I just started um, putting that to the side and realizing that there was so much ego in there and, and what, it, what would it be like simply to reflect? Thank God for, for all of our reflective listening practices that we've done over the years. And, and all I did was reflect and reflect and reflect, and without any particular intention, just to know that, that it was helpful for me to just identify mm-hmm. from, from the story running me and, and all of that. And, and it, it shifted everything. 
I mean, it really did, the, the beauty of the reflective listening, so that the other person was able to, you know, just saw them nodding and nodding <laughs> when I would reflect. And, and it got to the place of, and there was so much kindness, I think, in going in all directions, um, that it just became apparent that what we wanted was to be able to, to hear each other, and it was difficult for a while. And, and, and then out of the reflection just came, oh, okay, okay, this is, this is really helpful, and oh, yeah, I, thank you for listening to me. And, and there was just such a shift of everything. And, and, and I really, it was really stepping out of any of the ego identification, just like what, what's been talked about in this call today, yes. so that there wasn't any need to do anything except to be um, in, in this practice. So I, I really want to hear what this person has to say. You know, Laurie, it's, that's so beautiful in the, whole, in the whole entirety of what you laid out. But here's what's dropping in, right? The, the, the thing that is intuitively recognized for all of us practitioners when we go to, okay, I'm identified clearly, that person's identified clearly, and ego's screaming, I want to be heard. But the practice <coughs> place you went to is, well, that's not happening there's identification, let me go for reflective listening and just reflect and reflect and reflect. Because the intuitive movement that we're always going for, like ego wants to be heard. So we're going to escalate and escalate and escalate because I'm not being heard, I'm not being heard, and then nobody gets heard. But the point is we want to get out of identification, not really wanting to Mm -hmm. be heard, right? I mean, we believe what the conditioning is saying, but really... I just get out, uh, I facilitate because I want to get out of the ego place and uh-huh. I, I do what I have. I mean, I have what I do, right? So I'm not being heard. That's the ego. But I'm willing to hear over yes. and over and over again. And when I hear, then really the benefit to me is I'm out of identification, so that's possible. It, I'm no longer in that state of deprivation of feeling I'm not heard. In fact, I'm offering that to someone else. And when they feel heard, which is how, because I know how to facilitate, the other person probably doesn't. I know how to take people right. out of the conversation for me. And when I offer that ability to somebody else, then they are out of the conversation and they can actually be available to me. But until then, it's just an ego escalation. And yes, you know, we're the grown-ups. We take that, we, we know how to do that and we do, which implies we let go of the ego need for my need to be met. And then it does get it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. And, and just as I'm hearing that reflection, the, what, what occurred certainly not only offering, you know, to listen to someone else, there was all just settling into, well, there's nothing wrong here. Yeah. Wow. Yes. What, what's it like just to simply be here? And, and th- that shift so that the kindness is what, what was here. That's it wasn't right. like, okay, when, is that, when, is my, when am I going to get a chance? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and it's such a sort of um, uh, egocentric place, right? Because, I mean, we can uh-huh. watch this happen everywhere that, it, that relationship is about getting my needs met, not that there's a compassionate <laughs> for all where all needs get met, right? Yeah, and, and and that ego, ego, ego versus ego place where nobody actually wins. And if I surrender my ego for a moment and and facilitate, I actually get my within quotes needs met because I'm being the kindness that I really want through this somebody right. else mirroring me. 
And I facilitate a situation where kindness is possible in all directions because ego is not just taken out of my interaction, my my side of the interaction, it's taken out of the other side of the interaction as well. Now we have a situation in which kindness is possible and true authentic mirroring can work because one of us has decided (laughs) we can (laughs) surrender the ego. It, it, that's, it's, so, it's so wonderful because one, one, it only takes one to shift energy. Yeah. And, and yeah. The, the one is, you know, in our practice that I am so, so deeply grateful for. And for the focus of attention right now on this whole thing about listening when I'm talking, listening when I'm listening, you know, tuning in, where's the awareness, where's the attention. It's, it's such specific invitation to practice. And it, I, wow, it's making such a difference in so many ways in my life. So I just am... Wow, just saying thank you to everyone. And I appreciate the the facilitation just now with you, Ashwini. It was really clear and helpful. Yeah. Thank you, Laurie. Uh, yeah, thanks so much. That was clear and helpful. Mm. What a what a statement of what's possible for all of us. Yeah. You know, our little bumper stickers, inner peace, world peace, there's the yeah. how of it. That's exactly it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well And sorry. and of course the point that uh, that Lori made is the is the one that Gandhi made. You know, it only takes one. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter what the other person is doing. It only it only takes one person to create the peace that we're looking for. Yes, well, you were saying. Well, and I was just going to bring on the next caller, but what dropped in for me around that is it that is the place in um, in there's nothing wrong with you about not wanting to grow up because the the mm-hmm. place that we get stuck in is why should I do it. Right. Because you can, you know? (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. And for those of us who are practitioners, because we want to. That's right. Yes. We we can and we want to. And what we, and and that, that the shift for me happens when I realize what I, it's not that I want to be heard. That's what ego, ego says it wants. What I really want is to get disidentified. That, yes. As soon as I get to that place, then I can, I'm willing to surrender the ego. But till I'm yeah. in that place of I don't get my needs met, identified with ego, there's no way that movement can happen. Yeah. Well, and which brings us to another uh, point that we're not talking about a lot here. But, you know, Lori knows full well she can go home uh, and she can pull out her recorder and she can let the person talk who might have something going on, not ego, but somebody who really feels like uh, they've been ignored or they've been whatever. And, and Lori can be there for that person. Right. Right? We don't need somebody else to uh, be there for us in that way. They can't. That's right. Only we can. Right. All right. Yeah. I think we have time for one more caller, Sherry. Here we go. Next caller. You're now live on the air. <laughs> Would you please introduce yourself? Hi, this is Gail in Arizona. Hey, Gail. Hi. What do you see? Uh, oh, my gosh. That was perfect. Um, just what I needed to hear at the last caller in your discussion. Um, it just brought so much light onto a, a conversation I had this weekend where um, my helpful, I'm being helpful, ego personality got triggered, and I didn't mm. recognize it. And I got into this huge, it was a texting conversation, and it ended badly, surprise, surprise. Um, mm, mm, mm. I, was, I, did, I was grappling with, you know, huh? 
because I thought I was like in because I was being helpful, right? <clears throat> well, yes. If I may, right there, Gail, that oh. that is such a perfect point for all of us to take in, it, because all of ego is not what looks negative, mm-hmm. right? And helpful. Right. Come on. I mean, you're a helpful person. That comes from a kind and loving and compassionate place. Now, why would anybody have trouble with that? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh And because it was a text, I got to reread it, and so I could watch it unraveling. But when Mm -hmm. I was in it, I didn't notice. But as soon as I reread it, I went, oh, oh, my God, I'm as much (laughs) identified as she was, you know. Uh, but yeah. I was being positive and I was being helpful and I was trying to point out where she was going wrong. <laughs> yeah, and people are so appreciative when we point oh, out what's wrong oh, with yeah. them. Oh, see, uh-huh. oh, she threw a temper tantrum basically. And yeah, and in a way, but again, it ties in with all the other stuff we've been all talking about, which is I I've known this woman for almost fifty years, so I have assumed that I know who she is, you know, what her ego problems are and what she's doing and all this stuff. And she reacted in a way that surprised me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So maybe she's changed over the last 50 years. Uh-huh. And maybe I'm mm-hmm. assuming that facts mm-hmm. not evidence, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So this has been a very enlightening uh, several morning shows uh, and call mm-hmm. I am, I am too. I'm very grateful for all of this. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And, and that you have the tools not to, uh, I mean, it, we all know, uh, in, in relationships like that, then they can just leave, right? You, you know, mm-hmm. clearly you're not compatible. Something has happened and whatever. Um, but you have the tools <laughs> to come back from that interaction with a new, um, a new view, Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I was very stuck this morning wondering about all this. And as soon as uh, she said, I started reflecting back, I went, oh, of course. <laughs> of course. Yes. I could have just done that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, and, and to tie those together, yes, that's what's actually helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's not like, I mean, from your heart, you want to be helpful. Mm-hmm. It's just that ego then defines helpful and what that looks like and how to be that. And, yeah, and so now you realize, yeah, okay, I see what's helpful. Good. Yeah. I can do that. Yeah, that what yeah. I did before was not helpful, and I can try this mm-hmm. other time. And, it mm-hmm. actually, and then as soon as I heard that, I suddenly got energy about all this. Yes. Yes, which is another just critical point, right, because with each one of these, conversations we've had, particularly this morning, uh, ego would have us believe that its view of reality is the only one, and if that doesn't get met, if we don't match that, then we go to that depressing place because, okay, well, that's how it should be, and it's not working, and you can just feel the energy go out, Mm -hmm. right? And then we're here, and we realize, (gasps) Oh, <laughs> I could be here. <laughs> I could be present. I could, oh, my gosh, this is thrilling. And so, I mean, this is a friend, right? So yeah. I was encouraging people a little bit ago to be happy for the difficult, annoying people in our lives. But 
for the for the friends too yeah. because be, because all of this is helping us to see these places in ourselves to let go of it and and move more and more into being the person the heart really wants to be yeah and of genuine benefit yeah. yes yeah yeah that's wonderful i love it thank you thank you go happy all, all right go happy thanks gail and Jerry, that brings us to the end of this fabulous show. And we'll talk to everyone else in the queue tomorrow. Please get oh. back on. Yeah, get back on, get in the queue. We probably won't get to everybody, but we're certainly going to do our best. We'll work our way through the week. Yeah, yeah. All right. Thank you so much, Ashwini. Thank you, everybody. So happy. So happy.